When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant School. Hey everyone, welcome to episode four of our podcast, Plant School. Today we're going to be talking about soil and other basics such as repotting and other things. Pruning, that's the other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel wrote up the podcast, so she knows a little bit more about what we're talking about. So today we're going to start with a new segment of random questions that were submitted. And so our first question, does my plant need to drain? Can it be all in one pot with no drainage holes? It can. Sorry, I just took a moment there to think. It can be in one pot with no drainage holes. Your plant doesn't necessarily need to be draining. Just be very careful when you're watering it because if you water too much, that water has nowhere to escape. It's stuck in your pot. Does it get moldy? It can. It can cause root rot, which is a common fungal infection of the roots. So you just got to be careful with how much you water if you have no drainage holes in your pot. So you don't have to go drilling drainage holes into your pots. Just be careful about watering. Would you recommend drainage holes? I would definitely recommend drainage holes. In fact, I don't think I have a plant in my house without them. A lot of them are still like in their nursery pots and I place them inside of a decorative pot just because I don't want to deal with no drainage holes. I don't want to repot them into a decorative pot that has no little holes at the bottom. Is that why your pants or your plants <laughs> pee their pots so often? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Well, they, they, Is that a Freudian like they, slip that I pee you, my pants? No, no, I pee your pots. I feel like your plants always have water in the bottom. Sometimes they do, because, yeah, I... And the lids that they're sitting in. Yeah, the little... What are those called? Container, I don't know. Saucers. Drainage saucers. Yeah, that's because I water them a little too much, so it just drains out, which is the purpose of drainage holes. It happens when you drink too much water. Just drain out your bladder. Lakes run out. Yeah. So it's got Rachel's stamp of approval. Recommend a plant with drainage holes. Boop. Stamp of approval. (laughs) Maybe we can add in sound effects. Anyways, second question. How do I know if my houseplant flowers? You Google it. To be honest, <laughs> no, that's like my honest answer. being sarcastic. There are sassy. <laughs> no, there's so many houseplants out there. And like, I can't go through a list right now saying if your plant is going to flower or not. But if you just Google something like, can my peace lily flower, which... It obviously does. It's called a peace lily. A obviously a flower. lily's flower. We yeah. all know that. Right? Well, I guess we're in plant school. Maybe we're we We're all don't. beginners here. Just Google it. Just look up, can my Benjamin ficus flower? The answer is no. But then um, Google will know that you have that plant. 
And they'll track you. Be careful out there. <laughs> On to the last question of the random cues opening segment. Can I eat my houseplant? No, don't eat your houseplant. Not a good idea. Most houseplants, if not all of them, are toxic. Your exceptions, of course, are things like fruit trees or herbs, like edible plants. Like they're obviously edible. Usually those are just fine. But don't go eating your dracaena. Don't go eating your ficus. Bad idea. There's actually one plant called a Diffenbachia, or I think it's called a dumb cane. The reason why it's called a dumb cane is because it will literally numb your mouth. Make you dumb. Make you dumb, because it's so toxic that it will just numb your mouth or your pets, so keep your, your pets brain. safe, too. It'll numb your brain and make you dumb. That's why it's a dumb cane. Yeah, I know about that. All right, on to the real show here. Yeah, we're going to start talking about soil. So if you've had questions about soil, we'll try and touch on some of the biggies here. If you have other questions, feel free to email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. What kind of soil is best for my plants, Rachel? That's a great question, and I feel like I'm going to say this a lot, but it depends on your house plant that you have. Starting off, cactuses and succulents, they like a more sandy mixture because sand has better drainage and it dries out more quickly than something with a like organic matter in it. Do you know what organic matter? I'm carbon? just asking you because I know. Carbon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is an organic compound, yeah. That's all I remember from whatever. Chemistry? Class. Yeah. Yeah. Chemistry. yeah, organic matter is basically just kind of. Can you dumb this down for us plant schoolers? I'm, I'm really trying here. Organic matter. It is basically like that dark dirt in your soil. Okay? that It holds a lot of water is what I'm saying. Okay. Whereas sand cannot hold a lot. They're, it's, you know, they're bigger granules on a microscopic level, of course. I and mean, ju they just can't hold on to that water as good as organic matter can. So anyways. That makes sense. Yeah. Cactuses and succulents, they like more sand because it drains out quicker. That's what they're used to. So usually you can find bags at your store that are specific for cactuses and succulents. It's not a bad idea to use that type of soil for those plants. I will say something you should not do. Do not go into your backyard and dig up dirt for your plant. Not a good idea because it is full of pests. It is full of weeds, though you may not know it. It, like, Sam, if you were to go into our backyard, take a bucket of soil that you just dug up and start watering it, more than likely weeds will start to grow just because weed seeds are already in there just sitting there dormant. Hmm. So don't go do that. You may think it's a great thrifty way to get yourself some soil, but it is not the best. So what you want for your more tropical houseplant is a good mixture of, I'm going to say some words that you may not be familiar with, a mixture of perlite, vermiculite, sand, organic matter, etc. You just want a good mix of them. Quick rundown. Perlite. Those are those little kind of white, oh they almost look like little white squishy marshmallows. They're just, they're very light um, and airy. I'm pretty sure they are made from like extremely hot temperatures and it's kind of just like a puff of rock. It basically adds aeration to your soil, which is great for your houseplants. They need air and soil and water. Vermiculite is just expanded mica. So it's kind of like if you look into your soil, and not all soils have this that you can see, but it's kind of just like shiny layered chunks. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. They're kind of brown, but they're they're shiny. You can kind of pull them apart if you'd like. Huh. 
Anyways, we all know what sand is. We just talked about organic matter, but you can buy like specifically houseplant soil at your store, which is fine. I'm sure it will work well. Sometimes they can kind of be more expensive. And I have just used regular potting soil that's not specific for houseplants for mine. And it's been totally fine too. Is so that cheaper? Usually? It is cheaper. So if, if you don't want to buy the typical quote-unquote houseplant soil, you're probably going to be just fine. As long as it's a good mix of those things we talked about. Perlite, vermiculite, sand, organic matter. But anyways, there's also a whole different type of media that you can plant your plants in. I don't know if you know this, but there's soilless media. So there's things like leka, which are, they kind of look like these little round rocks. There's coconut core. There's all sorts of different things that you can plant your plants in that do not have any soil in them. No organic matter, none of that stuff we talked about. And it's fine. It can work. It just requires more diligent fertilizing because there are no natural nutrients in the soil. So if you want to go down that route, it's totally fine. You can make it work. I think that's like the rundown on soil and what kind of soil you want for your plants. Awesome. So the next question about soil, how can I help compacted soil or help soil structure? This is a good one because it often happens. If you, so if you go up to your plant, Sam, you notice that the soil has kind of like shrunken in and there's a gap between your soil and your pot. There's just a little opening all around it. That is a sign that you may have compacted soil. (gasps) I know, you gotta fix it. And this is what you can do. So, really simple. Get a chopstick, get a pencil, get a knitting... Chopstick. (laughs) A knitting needle. Do you have a chopstick? We have chopsticks. No. I mean, I go to Panda Express all the time, but I don't don't eat with a chopstick. Take a trip to Panda and just grab a pair of chopsticks. So what you're gonna do is you're just gonna poke them into the soil... What, wait, what were some other ones other than chopsticks? You were saying it. Oh, oh, sorry. Pencils, knitting needles, anything that is pencil-like you can use. So before you water, you're going to take your chopstick and simply just poke it down into the soil all the way to the bottom. This, or you don't even have to go all the way to the bottom of your soil. Actually, it's probably just go halfway, somewhere around there. You're basically breaking up the soil to help improve the soil structure. And what that does, it allows water, when you water it, to go down into those little holes that you just poked and kind of, I don't know, it not only helps aerate it, but it helps the water get down into your soil and get it all the way wet. You may wonder like, what if I like poke my chopstick in and hurt my roots? You can possibly harm your roots if your plant has tuberous roots. Do you know what tuberous roots are? No. Okay, so a tuber is like a potato. Oh. Yeah, it's a tuberous root. I thought it was like, it sounded like a bone or something. Yeah. Basically kind of like these large nodes on your roots that almost are potato-like. And so yeah, you could possibly puncture one of those and that's not a good thing because bacteria or fungal infections could possibly get in them and harm your plant. So those are tuberous or plants with tuberous roots include things like a ZZ plant, spider plants. There's not very many of them. So in general... I call a ZZ plant a ZZ top plant. Why? That's because it's always what I think of whenever you say ZZ plant. (laughs) It's a band. Oh, okay. I was like, I I don't know what ZZ top is. Uh 
in general your your plant will not have tuberous roots if you so if you stick it in and a few snap it's not a big deal it can actually invigorate growth but just like try and be as careful as you can but it's not a big deal if you snap some roots while poking holes in it so it can't harm your roots in general no in general well we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to start talking about repotting your plants so stick around Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, and we're back. Sam just showed me what the ZZ Top band was. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Great beards. Nothing like a ZZ plant. (laughs) I thought maybe that was what (laughs) they named it after. All right, let's jump into it. How do I repot my plant? So before you begin, you want to first Google, you got to do a little bit of research and I can't just like say a generalized thing because it's different for every plant. Some house plants they like to be a bit root bound or have a lot of roots in their pot. They just do better that way, they thrive that way. If your plant does like to be root bound, then maybe it is not the time to repot it. They don't need it as much because they like to be in that small little pot. In general, plants do prefer a smaller container rather than a large one because it's just easier for its roots to get access to all of the water when you're pouring it in. It's kind of a general rule. A lot of people ask me like, oh, do I need to repot this? Does it need a bigger pot? Does it need a bigger pot? And usually the answer is no. Your plant kind of likes that confined space. So this is when you do repot your plant. If you have roots coming out of those drainage holes at the bottom, if you have roots wrapping around at the top of your soil, or if you just haven't replaced the soil in a really long time, I'm talking about like three to five years, or if the soil is just incredibly compacted, or maybe there's some other issue with it, then it is time to repot it. This is how you do it, Sam. Pull out the plant from its pot. What you're going to do is possibly get your chopstick from Panda Express. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to tease out kind of those bound roots at the bottom. So the roots that have been sitting at the bottom of your pot and they're just kind of stuck there. It still is shaped like the bottom of the pot. You're kind of kind of like comb through them kind of like a tangle of hair. Just comb through them, get them loosened up. Try not to break them too much, but like I said earlier, it's not a big deal if you do because it often will invigorate more root growth. And so once you have that, you're gonna get your larger pot, place a little bit of soil at the bottom of your larger pot, and then place your plant that you have just teased out its roots, place that into the pot. Start to um, put soil all around it and kind of fill it in and center your plant in the bigger pot. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm more of a visual learner, so I would probably Yeah, 
you know, it's kind of a plug for our YouTube channel. We are always uploading different types of videos to help you guys. So if you are more of a visual learner, you can head over to Tinny Plants on YouTube and check it out. Yeah, I didn't mean for that to be a plug, but yeah. Well, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Oh, and lastly, I didn't mention this, but once you do have it in that new pot, just kind of squish down the new soil. Just give it a good press and make sure that it sits about one to two inches below the rim of your pot so that when you water it, the water isn't just <laughs> flowing out everywhere. I feel like that would be something that I would do, yeah. just my clumsy nature. And then, yeah, once you've once you've finished, give it a good water thoroughly um, once you've repotted it. And if you want to know about watering, check out our previous episode. We covered it in quite a bit of detail. Next question, how often should I repot my plants? Yeah, so you should be repotting them every few years. So like I mentioned, look for the signs of a root-bound plant every so often and do a little bit of research. Just, you know, does my peace lily like to be root-bound or pot-bound? and decide what you think might be best. If it's looking extremely rooty, I don't think that's a word, (laughs) then maybe it's time to repot it. And what are the benefits to repotting? That is another great question. So when you repot it, you have all this new soil surrounding your plant, right? So it is replenishing the nutrients for this plant and it kind of can diminish the need to fertilize super often because that soil is just the new soil is chuck full of nutrients that it's going to need. And it also allows room for new growth for your plant. So it can continue to get bigger and hopefully fill up that new pot. And I should mention, some people think that, you know, if I take this small little plant and I put it in a bigger pot, it's automatically going to start growing and trying to fill this pot. It's usually not the case. So again, just be just be careful when repotting because it's usually not beneficial to put it into too big of a pot. It can actually just can kind of make it look silly, but it can also <laughs> just stunt its growth as well. Are there any alternatives to repotting a plant? Yeah, there actually is. So something I have seen done is you can top dress a plant. So this is what you do. You you have your plant, you remove just a few layers of soil from the top, maybe like an inch or two, and then you put new soil on to replace it and to you can like try and gently mix it in with your chopstick again. And that can kind of set off the time you would need to repot it. It can kind of help put that aside for a little bit longer. So now we're going to move on to pruning, and this will be our last topic of the episode. Should I prune my houseplants? Yes, this is another one where it just depends. You definitely don't have to prune your houseplant. You just let it grow wild. That's totally fine. It's up to you. Some houseplants require pruning every few months kind of depends on the plant yeah what I like to do is just like if things are looking of course like if it's dead you can prune that take it out it's totally fine or like for my peace lilies if they're just looking like a little a little just too bushy I can take some out maybe some of the leaves that are damaged and aren't looking so great I can just pull those out usually the reason for pruning is just for aesthetics so just to make it look good so it's kind of up to you on if you know, you want to, to make it look nice or if you like it the way it is. Make it look pretty. Yeah, make it look pretty. Well, how do I go about pruning my plant? Do I take a chainsaw to it? and <laughs> <laughs> How big is this house Chopping plant? away. It's the size of a house. <laughs> 
yeah, no chainsaws here. I would say just use a pair of clean pruners because it is really easy to transfer unwanted things like bacteria and other. You can transfer things onto your plant by um, snipping things off with pruners that aren't clean. So just make sure you've washed them off before you use them. Just get rid of the dead material or any undesirable branching or maybe leaves that you don't like. This is a big rule to remember. Okay. Here we go. Do not ever remove more than about 25% of your plant. If you remove more than that, there is a really good likelihood that it's not going to recover. It's more prone to disease because it's in a more weakened state and it could die. Kind of like if you remove 25% of your, your limbs. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I knew that was coming before you even finished. Sorry. This is something that I didn't even learn in like my interior plant class. This was just something I learned in my arboriculture class. Arboriculture is the study of trees. I was surprised by how many people did not know that when I would tell them I'm in an arboriculture class. Arbor Day. I thought that was... I guess it is kind of a funny word. But anyways, we learned that when pruning trees, you never remove more than 25% of the tree. And the same goes for houseplants. I've seen a lot of people remove a lot more than 25% of their yes, trees. <laughs> it, it just like breaks my heart inside. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like a really bad haircut, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't promote healthy growth on a tree. There was one time, it was right after we had moved to our new place, we took a walk around our neighborhood. And we have our two boys, we're just strolling along. And there's this guy <laughs> chopping down, you know, branches off his tree and... He stopped his chainsaw, we thought, just to like let us walk past without limbs falling down on us. And right as we get under the tree, he starts going again. <laughs> this huge branch. It was giant. Comes falling down. If the power line was not there in the way, we would have been smushed yeah. <laughs> under this tree branch. I like went into like <laughs> flight mode and I just like yeah. took off with yeah, the stroller. Like sprinting. It's like I'm saving feet. myself and yeah. this one child. Whereas I left the stroller behind and ran for it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so sad. I'm yeah. glad you didn't. Yeah. But no, it was a near death experience and a welcome to town. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. We're going to throw some limbs at you as yeah. you take a walk. Squash, yeah. Don't do that either when yeah, you're pruning don't, trees. Yeah, don't, don't try don't and kill families. Traps for people <laughs> walking by. Okay, last question, then we're done. All right. Why should you prune? I feel like we've kind of answered this already, but. We have, yeah. So I mentioned that it's mostly for aesthetics to kind of shape it the way you want it to be. And it can also stimulate more branching, more growth. So if you have something that is a bit more tree-like, like a Benjamin ficus, which is basically like a tiny tree, or it can be big. Anyways, if you want to stimulate branching in other areas, pruning is a great way to do that. You remove the unwanted ones and it can stimulate growth in other areas because it has more energy to do so. It's not putting energy into the branch that you just removed. Yeah, like I said, it's usually just to make your plant look better but it can also help out the plant and its overall health well that does it for today's episode for for today's episode you're, yeah <laughs> you sound like you're from the west yeah, it's from out the, from south that was a western thing that uh, could be a western thing i'm not Any, sure anyways that does it for today's episode thanks for listening rachel thank you for for <laughs> for thank you for answering there you go our questions you're welcome. Thank you for asking the questions. Yeah. And thank you for the people who have submitted them. I think this whole podcast was kind of driven by questions that we've already gotten. So that's been great. 
keep sending them to us. We love them. Yeah. And we've gotten a lot of questions about fertilizing. So our next episode will be about fertilizing. So stay tuned. And that does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.